telling you, dude, here, you got to be a local to surf. If you're not a local, you got to get on out of here. What's good, y'all? You're here with your boy, Leezy the Gifted, on another episode of Big Talk with Leezy. Now, I got a special guest here in the building, but before I introduce my mans here, I got to, uh, you know, do my little intro thing. So, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been writing reviews. I've noticed an increase in reviews. We, we went from five to eight. <laughs> We've got three, three extra reviews. reviews. It's great. That's an increase of uh, almost 50%. Yeah, it's good. Now, real talk, though, I do appreciate it a lot. Um, keep putting those reviews. Keep giving me those uh, ratings. They, they mean a lot. And... Uh, you know, just just again to reiterate, so that you guys understand the purpose of the podcast. The purpose is not for Lee to talk and for you to listen. The purpose is for you to have a conversation with the people around you, so that you can better your environment. So, and I'm just doing it because I want to jumpstart that conversation for you. So, again, I love texting the you know twenty to twenty twenty to thirty people every week. I like doing it; it's fun, but. It wouldn't. It's not. It's not good enough if that's all we're doing. If you guys are actually promoting it yourselves and you guys are getting the conversation started, maybe taking the topics that I touch on and you take them to the next level, that'd be awesome. I, I would appreciate it. And also, like, letting me know when you do have those conversations. Um, all right. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest here. I got my cousin in the building. <laughs> Thomas Levy with many names. Can I say some of them? Six. Permadome, Masternaut, uh, Tyrannosaurus Flex, Vomit Party was your metal band. He also, oh, the song, I forgot to tell him the song that was playing was uh, Thomas is a, a music producer. Also, he does surf rock, and uh, his one-man band is called Immaculate Stun. It's lit. You can find his stuff on thomaslevy.bandcamp.com. Anyway, I'm hogging the airwaves. Tom. Introduce yourself, bro. It was good, though. Um, how's everybody doing? I'm super stoked to be here. First of all, uh, Lee, thank you. This is like a huge honor. Huge Yay! privilege. privilege. Um, but yeah, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about success. Um, a lot of bit. A lot of bit about success. We're going to talk big about it. Um, big I'm, talk. I'm, I'm really excited to just share my thoughts about that and uh, how we can all better ourselves um, if we look at success from a couple different perspectives. This is the most serious I've seen you talk in six years I know you. That's well, the longest I've seen you talk serious. I love this. Well, I, I love this is lit. I, I mean, I, I love I love talking about uh, things that can that can better other people. So. Love. Okay, so here, let so yeah, I wanted to touch on success. Thomas is one of the hardest working people I know, and I wanted to bring Thomas on to have that conversation. We always have good convos about it. I thought we need to record it. So, Tom, let me ask you this. Oh my God, we're we not recording. Just kidding. <laughs> Damn it. You actually scared me for a sec. <laughs> it's all good. Because that intro was so lit, I didn't want to lose it. <laughs> it was so good. So <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this, Tom. What's your definition of success? Um, so I kind of came to the conclusion um, several years ago um, that success to me is a journey that anybody can you know, be a part of. It's not necessarily an end goal. Um, you can have goals in order to be successful, and I think that's a big part of being successful, but success to me is the journey that you take and those successes, those achievements, and also a little bit of failure, a little bit of learning experiences, but as long as you are developing yourself as a person and learning and growing, 
Um, to me, that's what success is, and that's what makes a successful person. Yeah. It's like about, it's so you're saying it's more about the journey than it is the destination. Like we've heard that before, right? It's the journey. It's not. It's not the destination. So here, here's my whole thing. Then, like, how do you know if you're successful? That's my my whole thing that I've been going through. Is like I don't know if I'm successful then. Because if, if, if it's all about the journey, then yeah, I'm, I'm like the most successful person in the world because I love my journey. But then it's like, wait, what? No. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's totally understandable. I think a big part of that also is just like self-reflection and your ability to, to step back for a second, you know, at, at certain checkpoints in your life after you achieve certain things and just, you know, take a step back and be like, well, you know, am I happy with myself? Am I happy with where I am? Um, and am I proud of myself for what I have achieved so far? Um, and yeah, I mean, success doesn't come overnight. Success might not even come, you know, after a couple years, like success is something that I think that you work towards your entire life. Um, and it is, it's, it's a horse that you ride, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can, you can fall off and you can get back on and you, you can do great things with success. Yeah. I think, uh, it, it's it's interesting to think about like when I was in school when I was in college I don't think I've ever been successful till after I graduated because I agree with you about the journey I think it is I think it's like every day living a living a life of purpose like if you don't live a life of purpose then you're not you're not successful I I, I believe that I and agree like with that. when I was in school like I hated school I I barely believed in it ever and then I graduated and I finally said wow I get to pick what I get to do now and. I've been picking what I'm doing every day, and uh, that's why I feel like like I'm more successful. And and that's a good thing that you brought that up because you know when when I think of you, like I think that you're a successful person, Bruh. <laughs> Let's go! That fires me the fuck up. Um, I think Thank that you. I think that you're a successful motivator. I Thank think you. that you're a successful artist. Thank you. Um, I yeah. I think that as a person, you are successful because you embody the idea of what it means to be successful. You are working towards something every day. Yeah. And some days, I like I know, some days you do a really great job. What you show me, your work, what you show me, this podcast, your music, um, the relationships that you develop, like they're all super good. And sometimes we talk and sometimes things aren't so good. No. And and we learn from them and we overcome those those struggles. And, you know, a big part of it is not allowing something to get you down. Yeah. It's learning from it and continuing to move forward. Dude, totally. First of all, thank you. Thank Damn, you. You gassed me up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, man, I appreciate that. I, I mean, appreciate yeah, I feel you. I think the reason you're successful is because of all the work that you put in every day and you're literally always like striving to always reach a, a new plateau. You've always been that way. You've always, with whatever job you've had, like you are always like, Working harder than everybody at your job. You're always doing that. You're always trying to do better. You, so now you're at Enterprise. Yes. You're a, you're a branch manager at Enterprise. Yeah. Like, can you talk about your experience at Enterprise? I've heard great things about working there. What's it like? Um, well, I started uh, a little under two years ago, um, October 2016, um, kind of right after I, just weeks after I graduated um, from, from Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started in their management training program. And I thought it was a lot of fun, um, kind of learning to, to run a business. There was a lot of really good camaraderie. Um, it was just a really good, positive, team-working environment. Um, and, you know, kind of after several months, I decided, you know, this is something I enjoy doing. I want to stick with it. Um, 
and probably after nine, 10 months um, from going to, you know, from one branch to another um, out, out here in, in the East Bay, um, I had the opportunity to become um, one of the managers for a store uh, actually out in East Oakland. And I got uh, promoted out there to, to a store that was um, struggling a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I struggled a little bit too. Uh, my first month there, I, I felt, you know, like it was a challenge. It was a really, really big challenge. Um, and it was one of those times where I had to step back and be like, you know, just putting things into perspective. Like, is, is this really like what it, it got? It got stressful. I had to, you know, take a step back and be like, is this really something I want to do? Um, you know, but we, I got through it. Um, again, with, with the team, which I think is, is a super important part of um, um, where I work, got through it, and we ended up surmounting um, a lot of challenges and, and actually coming out on top of a lot of other teams. And we did a super excellent job. Um, so I was there for four months in East Oakland, and after that I moved out to um, the San Francisco airport to manage a uh, National Alamo operation. And at the time, that position was kind of regarded as um, kind of a, a kind of a dead end position, if you will. A lot of people that um, you know, maybe they maybe they felt like their talents weren't being honed the way they should be, or maybe they kind of lost a little bit of motivation. So they said, "Hey, Thomas, do you want to go help out um, National Alamo?" And I was on the fence about it. It was, it was definitely a, a career risk, but I decided to do it. And I took my own kind of brand of, of energy and, and motivation. And I applied it, I think pretty positive to, positively and ended up after six months getting a promotion out of, uh, the San Francisco airport branch to, um, a downtown Oakland branch, um, as a branch manager where they let me run my own branch. And, um, I've been having a great time. Obviously, there's challenges and there's things that I've been successful at, and you know, overall, it's it's taught me to, again, you know, realize that that success is a journey, um, and there's a lot of different paths you can take, and there's a lot of different obstacles, and it's all you know, it's all just set up for for you to either you know take it in stride and succeed, and and you know, critically think about your path as a person, or you can just be like you know throwing your hands up in the air hate this, leave. So, um, I think that it's just like important to, to see three, see things through and take step, steps back and really just like evaluate, um, you know, what your goals and what your motivations, um, and what your strengths are. And that's, that's super important to me. What is your brand of motivation and energy? Um, I just love to hype people up. <laughs> I just okay. love to go into anywhere that I am. And just just hype people up. I go. think that's one of my strengths is is motivating people to um, a high level. Jeez, this feels like an interview. <laughs> this feels like a, a professional interview. We said we weren't gonna we like. Said we I, we gonna said do I'm not gonna interview He's you. Like, what are but your now, strengths? What are your weaknesses? But now, <laughs> now I'm interviewing you. My bad. No, no, no. Well, genuinely, good. I want to know. Like, I never heard anyone say my personal brand of. We can talk about personal branding after, but I want to. I want to. <laughs> that might even be another podcast. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, no, I'm bringing it up after you answer right, this. Like, so, you wait. You said personal brand of motivation and energy. Yeah, you said you like. How do you hype people up? Because the way you do it and the way I do it, it's way different. Um, I just bring pure, unadulterated energy into a room. Okay. Um, what's that mean in this case? 
just walking into a room with that hashtag BDE. Look, <laughs> Best look, day ever. Yeah, exactly. Look it up on Google, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. Uh, oh, my uh, God. And just... <laughs> empowering my team telling them that like whatever comes through that door like we got this like we are the best we got this go out there crush it dominate like y'all are winners like we're setting the bar high and we're gonna like achieve it without question so it's giving your it's giving your team um the power to be successful and um just hyping them up as as a leader you got to hype your team up um if you want to if you want to go places like you got to go with your team yeah so damn I haven't even thought about like what like I you you said it so like you have it so put together that answer. I think a lot about it honestly. Like in order to be a successful person, you have to think about your successes and how you have been successful, and apply what has worked for you to goals that you have made, so that you can achieve them. Totally. So like I think where I'm at with that would be like. I I think so my stance on how to get people how to motivate people right how to get people to buy into whatever the hell you're saying is you you it's like when you coach it it takes a lot of care you need to get people to not just do something but do it for you yeah because that's what that I mean you're going to instruct them and guide them they need to believe in you and so I always come at the angle of you know, I always put my arm around the kids. I dap the kids. I, I do. I fist bump the kids. I don't just handshake every kid. Yeah. I like dap them up. I say what's good. I call them homie, and like I think it gets kids more involved in whatever I whatever I'm gonna tell them. They're gonna be more into it. Um, for my music, that's basketball coaching. For my music and my my more like business professional career, I think a lot of what I've been doing is focused on myself, but also servicing artists. Does that make sense? Like I don't have employees. I don't have people where I'm trying to get them to buy into what I'm doing so that we can all achieve a common goal. Yeah. Right now, I'm just personally putting on a lot of weight on myself and then servicing artists, giving them beats, production, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm not, I haven't put myself in that uh, leadership position to where we're all going to work together to do something that we're all going to benefit from. I'm not there. Right. I'm at the point where everything I'm doing is pretty much just benefiting me. But I'm also helping other people that benefits them. Well, at some point, people are going to see that you are successful to you. Like, right. you have achieved whatever it is that you're working towards. And they're going to say, hey, Lee is a successful person. Mm-hmm. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lee's a successful person. He's, you know, whatever he does, whatever he touches essentially turns to gold. Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll hey, see. Hey, one th- I mean, you're. I think, I think you'll get there. Thank you. Um, whatever he touches turns to gold. Like, I want to be a part of that. Right. And, like, that's how you're going to get by. Like, that's how you're going to get by-in. Like, that's how you could get by-in. Like, that's one angle. Right. Well, we'll see where, we'll, we'll see where that all goes. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about... What do you think about personal branding? What is that? What does that mean to you? I think that, I mean, personal branding is um, probably one of, if not the... Uh, most important things that you can work on in order, you know, for people to believe in you and trust in you and, you know, to get their buy-in. Yeah. Um, I know in a certain book I recommended you, it says reputation is everything. Reputation is everything. And so I think that that sort of goes together with personal branding. Like, me personally, I'm an artist. I do music. I do, I produce music. So for me, 
that's my personal brand is an, is a musician motivator blah 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 but even if you're just somebody like in my opinion like if you're just not even just if you're somebody who doesn't have something that specific going on like even for you i think a personal brand is just as important well it's what makes you unique it's what sets you apart from the crowd yeah um, totally that's just the bottom line yeah that's the bottom line and like so is personal branding um exclusive to like a social media presence you think no what else goes into your personal branding other than that what do you, what do you, do you th- is the question like what goes into your personal branding or how can your personal branding be applied to something else i guess what i'm really asking is how do you brand yourself uh um, how do you do that it's it's well personally how i brand myself is kind of like circling back to the energy that i try to bring into a room mm-hmm. um I want people to think of me as somebody, you know, even in, um, you know, failures and, and opportunities along the way to not be discouraged, um, by what happened, but rather like come to the table with like an exciting, like, um, you know, knowledge hungry attitude and, and look at the situation like, Hey, yeah, like I totally messed up, you know, what can I do? And what can we do as a team to move forward from this, to learn, to, like, take this lesson, cement it in who we are as workers, as artists, what have you, and go forward and apply it towards new goals and apply it towards being a successful person. Is personal branding, like, is that the same thing as your reputation? Is that really what it is? Um... It feels like that to me, but maybe it's not. I think that they can be interchangeable. Mm. Um, I think that. I think that reputation is, I think it has like a connotation of what other people think of you. Um, a personal brand to me is something that each person can control. It's it's, you know, it's what maybe we would like to think of ourselves, yeah. but hopefully other people also think of think of us as well. Right. Because if you think of like, like how to apply personal branding to your life, if you think about what is a, let's just say, what is a brand? You think Coke, Coca-Cola, or Pepsi, or Apple. The brand is when you see that logo, right? When you see the Apple logo, what do you think of? A brand is an identifying image. Yeah. So, so personal brand, is it a logo for us? Like what is a personal branding? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it you when you walk It's intangible. It's definitely intangible. And it's something that you can sharpen and and work on every day. Right. It's valuable. It is. It's intensely valuable. Do you think... Do you think people value that? I... Do you think enough people are out there valuing it a lot? You think people realize it? You have to make somebody value your personal brand. That's what... what How do you do that? By making your personal brand valuable. Mm. Value is an interesting topic. Like, just value is an interesting super, topic. Like, I just thought of like for me, something. Okay, so so I went from I've talked about this on the pod a lot, but I've I've went from writing lyrics and recording that's it, to now being able to produce. Yeah, I got into producing, for me, to produce my own music. Yeah, and in the back of my mind, I wanted to produce for other people, but not really. Well, now. After I've produced for over a year, I now am really going out and servicing other artists by just giving free beats. Now, 
if you're an artist, please don't hit me up asking me for a free beat. I'll I'll let you know if you if like we're doing all that. The point of what I'm trying to say is like I go out and find artists that I respect. Listen to their music. If I like it, I'll send you a beat. Yeah, that's how it goes. The point is, so I, I guess realized part of that your personal val- brand is being a tastemaker. Well, like val- Well, what I was getting at really was value. What is value? Right? That's something I didn't understand. Value is to other people. Yes. So you walking into a room feeling valuable isn't valuable, right? If value is what you bring to other people. That's what I'm realizing. Well let's let's think about value using like a very, very easy example, okay? Okay. You're out in the desert, Mm -hmm. okay? You're starving, you don't have any water. Yeah. Okay? And then just some like magic genie pops out of somewhere and says, like, here's a bottle of water or Here's a gigantic diamond. Right. What are you going to do? Take the water, off. You're going to take the water because without it, you're going to die. Like, you take the diamond, you, you're you never getting out of the desert. Right. You're going to die with a diamond. Somebody else is going to find your diamond and take it back to civilization and use it. You don't need that diamond. Facts. So <laughs> That's hella funny. It, it, value is one thing to somebody and one thing to somebody else. Dude. <coughs> I love that example. And, a, I mean, a lot of the times, taste is, you know, taste is somebody's value, you know? You probably, you can value, like, a super sick, like, I don't know, what, like, what do you value? What do I value, like, all over People the place? People value different things, and it all just depends on taste and upbringing and their own Well, I mean, I guess there's path. different ways. Like, in life, personally, I value my experiences a lot with people. But that's it, something good to value. That's huge. We should all value that. Yeah. Like, if I'm with someone and they don't give me a good experience... They're not valuable. Sorry. But in, <laughs> but in the business sense, and by the way, all the people I bring on the podcast all give me good experiences. I hope so. Everybody who comes on this pod is the reason you get on here is because you've given me a good personal experience. That's it. Well, it's plain I'm, and simple. I'm honored once again. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I guess professionally, what, what did you ask What's valuable to me, man? What's I got deep. I, I don't know. This like, is big talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. As a musician, okay, so like with what I'm doing, I think what would bring me value is working with somebody who is willing to um, honestly exchange services for services. Like I would rather somebody give me a music video but than like, give me $1,000 for a beat. Maybe not a thousand. That's a lot of money. Yes, and I'd probably take the sure, thousand in that case. I definitely understand the idea, but I think at the core of it, like somebody who's valuable to you is somebody who you can work with that will, you know, work to bring both of you exactly. or your whole team or your whole crew up. Hundred percent. Like you're not just trying to like make music videos for you know the fun of making music videos. No, like, you want you're trying to make music videos in order to reach a large audience. Exactly. Like a successful music video is gonna reach a large audience. So you don't wanna work with somebody who's just like, yeah man, here's your video. Peace. Right. Like you wanna work with somebody that's gonna bring you up and you wanna be part of their experience. You wanna be valuable <clears throat> to them and hopefully right. bring them up as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually right. And like my whole my my whole career has been about longevity. Ever since I really got a handle on music, you know, my first couple mixtapes, I didn't know what the hell was going on. But now it's been all longevity. And so, yeah, you're right. What what I value much more is a long term relationship. Whatever I can do to have that with somebody, just just a currency exchange. It it will bring some kind of longevity, but I feel like more um, like exchanging like services for each other is a much more 
I think that's a much easier way to create longevity in a relationship, personally. Well, that's, it's definitely developing a relationship more than just throwing cash at somebody. Yeah, but sometimes cash is what needs to happen with certain people. Of course. I mean, if sure. that's what they value more than, more than, you know, what you have to offer them as a person, then yeah, then yeah. it's going to be cash. Cash is valuable. Cash is king, as they say. That's what they say. Um, in terms of bringing value in your sense, what is valuable to you? Um, I think that I also value experiences. Um, I value my health a lot. Um, I try to be a healthy person um, and and live a pretty pretty good life, pretty fun life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I think that uh, I don't know. I value a lot of different things. What do you value in your professional setting at, at Enterprise? Um, in an employee. In an employee, just yeah. like specifically in an employee? Yeah, let's start there. Oh, just like absolute hunger and like desire to learn. Mm. Like the more you want to learn, the more I want to help you mm-hmm. and be a part of your like journey yeah. and your successes. I love that. Um, yeah, just a, just an absolute like insatiable appetite for learning would, is the most valuable thing to me. Are you hungry? I am hungry, dude. Are you hungry to learn, I mean? Uh, well, like, I who do you well, love? I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I am hungry to learn. I love learning, dude. Uh, my, If I'm not learning something, then I'm, like, just bored out of my mind. Yeah, me too. I'm always trying to learn something new. I'm always trying to have an experience that, um, you know, opens, opens my uh, eyes up to a new way of thinking about things or looking at things. That's the that's the most fun thing to me, is is looking at something from a different perspective than maybe I didn't know before. I love that too. Yeah, I also love learning, but like <clears throat> I didn't I feel like I didn't really I feel like my learning has elevated since I graduated. Because I took learning onto my own, like I've been learning what I want to learn. That's good. I I feel what I'm saying? I think that um yeah, no, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Like, I read books. I actually like reading, but I like reading books I like to read. And I yeah. read good books. I didn't read any of the books they told me to read in high school. No. Well, they made us read books in, in school. You had to read them or you failed the class. I didn't fail. I didn't do a good job, but I didn't fail. I didn't I didn't fail, like the I, books. Yeah. I didn't think the books were good. But that's why I, I just, like, I love being a- after. I like learning, too. What are some ways you can go learn? Reading books. Is that required, do you think? What's that? Do you think it's required to read books to be successful? I think at the core of humanity, like, reading is maybe one of the most powerful tools. It's it's the way that humans, like, transmit knowledge oh, is through you. language. Right. And there's nothing more powerful and, and um, you know, I don't know. The reading is, it takes time, you know? It takes thought to write something down. So when you read something, that's somebody's, like, really, really thought-out work. Yeah. Even more so than having a conversation. Like, somebody took time to, like, think about what they're writing. It's very deliberate. It's very mindful. Yeah. Going back to a previous podcast. <laughs> it's very shout mindful. Out, it's shout very, out Panda Slim. Hey, Panda Slim. <laughs> Great podcast. Um, 
yeah, yeah it's it's very mindful. It's very like deliberate. It's art, but it's also a a key tool for learning. I agree with that. Dude, I, I love reading. Like, there's books. Read everything. Read fiction, nonfiction, self-help, yeah. magazines, cooking. Like, just learn, just keep learning about keep learning everything. Stuff. Be a yeah. worldly person. Like, yeah. be, a, be a mindful, sharp person that can carry on a good conversation and can, you know, bring up challenging topics. Even if you don't, you know, believe necessarily in something that somebody wrote, like, learn to ask questions about it. Like, challenge other people. Like, see what other people think. It's the language and, and, and speaking and reading and that's the most powerful way to learn. Dude, I totally agree with you. And like something else I thought of, I don't know if this is actually true, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's true. In one human lifetime, from the day you're born to the day you die, you could never read all the books no, available. Of course not. It's impossible, right? Which is awesome. It is. There's, there's, I mean, I guess there's an infinite amount of reading that you could do. Because people write books and publish books all the time. Yeah. And, like, Same not even you, including yeah. articles or um, case studies. Like, not including those. And including those, of course. You should read case studies. No, yeah, you should. Like, we should not? all read case studies. Why, yeah, why not? Why not? There's a bunch of, I mean, why not? It's available. What kind of, um, are you reading anything now? Um, I actually just started reading a book. <laughs> Shit, the way you said that. I actually just started reading a book, actually. I just started first reading book a book. First book in 10 years. It's not my first book in 10 years, but I, I, <laughs> I, made, a, uh, I made a goal okay. to be, um, you know, a sharper person. And I used to like reading a lot. Um, I do like reading a lot, but I used to just read more because I, I had more time. But I want to get back into reading. I'm reading a Michael Crichton novel called State of Fear. Ooh. Yeah. Fiction, nonfiction? It is fiction. Okay. It's the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. I've read Jurassic Park, amazing book. Everybody should read Jurassic Park. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Why? Um, because it kind of opens your mind up to, even if you don't like science. Like, I never liked science in school. But Michael Crichton writes about, like, it's kind of like science fiction-y stuff. But, like, not like alien stuff. Like, actual, like, scientific principles that are, he kind of, like, bends it a little bit. Embellishes a little, huh? A little bit, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it'll open your it'll open your mind up to just like the way that, um, in some cases, either like you know technology has advanced um, in the last several decades, um, and just what you can do with basic scientific principles if you just kind of stretch it out a little bit. It's it's really fun stuff. It's That's good dope. stuff. I'm reading the Four Hour Work Week by Timothy Ferris. Have you heard of it? I have not. Uh, I have heard of it. I have not so read tight. it. A four-hour work week. The four-hour. The four. Hour, that's about uh, fifty-six hours less than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's if there's some way I could get in on that, why don't you read the book then and figure cool. it out? I should. No, I just feel like that's totally <laughs> like I don't know. It's just, it, the book is about working. S- Honestly, the book's all about working smart, not working hard. Kind I, of, I, which I, which might be total BS. Big story. Uh, yeah, but I'm reading it. I really like. I like the principles. I, I'm all about. I'm all about um, bending the rules and going way against the norm. And this dude talks about getting rich only working four hours a week, which I know a lot of people would think is crap, which it kind of is. But it's interesting to listen or watch. Or uh, my bad. Interesting to read about somebody who's really making forty k a month working four hours a week. 
that's kind of fun. I mean, it's interesting to hear how he does it and his principles and philosophies. It's cool. Let me ask you another question, though. I wanted to move to something. Um, damn, I really had something good to say. I forgot it. Oh, oh, um, no. No? So, for our work with, yeah, like, it's all about bending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go back to it. Just go back. Oh, no, I know what it is. You ready? Yes. Yes. So, this is kind of unrelated. What's a genius to you? Um, I tend to use the word genius sarcastically. Okay. Um, what is a genius to me? Uh, I'm gonna look it up while you. Uh, yeah, look up the uh, yeah, the good old fashioned Webster's uh, textbook definition yeah, like, of genius. What is genius? I mean, we have geniuses like like Albert Einstein and um, Stephen Hawking, who are geniuses, like literal geniuses, who have pioneered um, their fields. Um, we have geniuses like Elon Musk, who Thank you. I, that's who I was thinking. is yeah, who's a who's a maverick in in several different industries. Um, we have, you know, I don't know. A, a genius to me, I guess, um, is somebody who breaks down barriers, um, who is not afraid to go entirely against the norm. Yep. Um, and somebody who has a wealth of um, uh, intelligence and, and resources um, to essentially be insanely successful um, at whatever it is that they do. I, I agree with it. So I'm looking two definitions up right now. Okay. I got two of them. So genius... Let me bring this damn mic over here. Genius means exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. But here's the other definition I have, intelligence. Oh. This is the one I agree on more. I like this a lot. Or not agree on. This is the definition here's, here's I like. Here's buzzword. What? Intelligence. Intelligence. Buzzword. The ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. So here's why I asked you this. The okay. reason I asked you... What do you think a genius is? Because I have my own definition of it. And I have my own definition of intelligence. Okay. I think a lot of us think that intelligence is being able to take in knowledge and retain knowledge. Or, no, not knowledge. Info. Hear something, read something, and retain it for a long time and then spit it back out. Because all the kids who got good grades in school were looked at as quote-unquote intelligent, Right? And I had bad grades in school, so I was probably looked at as dumb. But then we go on and see people who drop out of school who make great things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they dumb? Some of them. I don't, I don't think Richard Branson's stupid. I don't think he's stupid. So here's what I think is more important than just knowing stuff and being able to retain stuff. I think it's being able to apply it and take action. Oh, application is absolutely yeah. so much more than just like knowing something. Yeah. Application, if you don't apply yourself, you're, you, you lack value. Exactly. So oh, circling back, I like that. If you are unable to, to apply your talents to something, you make yourself less valuable. No, I agree with that. Elon Musk is an awesome example, I think, because he actually is a genius, but then he also a, takes action like hella, hella crazy. Yeah. I think he's a great example. Um, so let me, let me ask, let me 
dude, this is actually good. So Elon Musk. So here's a. I, I've always heard a story about Elon Musk that every time he visits a, like a battery factory or something like that, he fires somebody on the spot. I have a friend whose boyfriend works there as a as a um, data data an, data analyst, and he works in Reno at the at the battery factory. Alex Gettelin, shout out Alex, and he told me Michelle May's boyfriend. Okay. So he works at the data factory, and he told me that Elon like he told me this one story. Elon went in there and asked an employee, "Well, what do you do first of all?" Employee told him what he did. And then he goes, okay, like he asked him something like, I don't know exactly the terms, but he was like, what, when are we going to, when are our batteries going to reach, you know, 100% power, 100% efficiency or something, right? Which is like completely impossible. Like 100% is literally asking like for someone to go completely perfect with no mistakes. And the employee was like, well, like we're at like 95% or like 90%, like great, like 90%, crazy, like a very good... And he's like, well, when will, when will we reach 100? The guy's just like, you know, like we're doing, you know, we're doing the best we can. Like it's just impossible to reach 100%. So when he, I think when he said impossible, Elon snatched his badge and said, you're fired. Get out. Leave. Yeah. And so what Alex told me was like the answer Elon looks for is like the right, I guess the right answer would have been. Always strive for more. Always strive for We're going to do it. Absolutely. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. Right? And I have another coach. I just realized this today. I'll shout him out. Coach Frank Alaco Sr. and his son Frankie, right, who I work for Frankie. They, they do a lot of challenging. They challenge people all the time. And I think it makes a lot of people – I know for a fact it makes tons of people uncomfortable. They say stuff to people that really makes them uncomfortable because it's challenging them and making them better. They did it to me. Yeah. And there's two ways you can take it. You can take it and say, I hate the Alacos. Or you can take it and say, wow, like, I appreciate their presence in my life, which I do, obviously. The point is, when they ask you, when are the kids going to get louder? Like, how, how come the kids aren't more energetic? There's two ways to answer that, and I've seen two, two different answers. My answer is, coach, I don't know, but I'm going to do everything I can to make them louder. I'm going to bring more energy. I'm going to be better. Other people say, man, I don't know. These kids just didn't wake up on the right side of the bed. Those are like the two answers. Yeah, I mean, and then the coaches resent the first, the second one. And I've realized, I've realized, like, I think a good leader is not just going to pat you on the butt. I think a good leader is going to challenge you a little bit. What do you think? I agree with that. A good leader is going to empower you to to make changes and hopefully make things better. Um, in that example, I think that. Um, your your coach and your mentor wants to see out of somebody like their ability to you know take control over a situation so you can say like i like i don't know but like i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna do everything i can like that's what somebody wants to see i ask you a question like when is this gonna happen and you can say i don't know that's impossible and you're basically just you know casting it casting your like ability to do anything to the win like these kids you know like it's just not in the cards for them, coach. Like, sorry. <laughs> Dude, you totally get it. Or like, that's how the that's how <laughs> Coach Frank hears it. That's how yeah. Frankie hears it. When, <laughs> I mean, when he asks a question and a coach, I don't know, these kids woke up on the wrong like they're thinking, damn, you don't Or you could yeah. be like, or you could be like, coach, like watch this. And you just go up to all the kids and be like, What's up? Like, we're gonna get out there and crush it. Like, let's just let's dominate, baby. 
<laughs> Which like, is exactly like, what I did. Like, what are you going to, like, you got you got two options. You can yeah. say, I'm out of control, like, I'm powerless to whatever the hell's going on. Or, like, <laughs> like, so like what do you mean? Like, uh, like I'm going to go out there and, like, slap all these kids on the back of the head and be like, let's do it. <laughs> By the way, we would never promote any kind of physical violence against a child. It's good. No, it's like a, a metaphor. It's like a metaphor. Disclaimer. Just like, but, no, I feel yeah, what you're saying. Like, great. yeah, so how... how You know, around, I'm going to keep it just a thousand. You got one life to live. Around the people I work with on music, when they tell me something's going on, I go, when's it coming out? When you're releasing it. Yes, dude. And that's honestly like the best test at whether or not somebody is like serious about what they're doing. Yeah, 100%. Like I have met so many like, yo, like I'm a rapper, like I rap and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's just like, cool. Like, you know, like, what are you working on? Where's your music or what are you working on What's now? You, like, yeah, exactly. Like, when's, when's your next thing coming Where out? Where can I find it? And I, like, I like to challenge people like that. You know, when I ask you, like, what, like, what are you working on? You're like, come over to my computer. Like, I'll show you exactly what I'm working on. Like, yeah. when's your next EP coming out? I and got it. November. Or yeah, like, like w- whether it's November or like whether it's like, you know, let me just show you the steps that I'm going to take in order to get it out. And like, I'm still timing it. Like, you have a plan. Oh yeah. Like there are like plans are important. Oh, Oh, one thousand percent. But I've met people who are like, yeah, like I'm a rapper, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, I go to open mic nights sometimes. Yeah, like when, like when's your stuff coming out? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm still trying. To... Yeah, 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 like yeah. you're not a rat. Like you're not an artist. You're you're, yeah. you're a procrastinator. You're a phony. Yeah, dude. And it's not just with music. Like it's with a lot. So it's with many. everything. Everything. Bro. If you are passionate about something, you will be challenging yourself to do better, to yeah. learn more, to be more successful at whatever it is that you do. Thousand percent. And um, yeah, if if you're not successful, then you're just going to make up a bunch of excuses and try to trick everybody into thinking that you're something that you're not. <sighs> Bro, that's the realest thing. I agree with that. A thousand, like, the whole excuses. Excuses? Nobody wants to hear them. No. Nobody wants to hear them. When I, like, man, when I eliminate, I used to make excuses here and there, you know, but when I eliminated it and just said, there's literally no room. Don't oh. even think of one. Man, my life got so much better. Yeah. I like, mean, I accomplished so much more. Own whatever it is that you're doing. Don't make an excuse for, for not being able to do something. Like, no. if you can't do it, pinpoint what you are doing wrong and fix it and then do it. Like, exactly like when Coach Frank and Frankie, like, when they ask those questions and you say, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. The like, second you say, I don't know, somebody's going to lose confidence in you. Exactly. Because they're going to really think that you don't know. Or if they just start blaming the kids. Yeah. You know, like, as a coach, whether... Actually, dude, this applies not just to coaching kids. I coach pretty young kids. This goes back to taking ownership. It totally does, which is episode number two. You should go check it out. Check it out. I think that it applies to everywhere. It it applied when I was at Chico State with the basketball team, when I was at Los Lamas, middle school, high school, or uh, middle school, like, elementary. Um, This is a valuable lesson that Frankie taught me. Frankie Alaco. He's like... Anything that goes on, it's our fault. Anything that happens. Oh, absolutely. You're like, cap- if we lose, your ship. it's your fault. Anything. And I'm I, that was weird for me to think about because when I coach games, there's me and then there's, like, eight kids. So if we lose, how is this all my fault when there's eight kids who are playing and I'm not playing? I didn't get it at first. I had to let it sink in, though. He goes, if we're not practicing hard enough, it's not their fault. It's not the kids' fault. They're not practicing hard enough. It's our fault. If we lose games, if that's our objective to win, if we lose games, it's not their fault. It's ours. We did something wrong. And I was like, damn, dude, that is the same exact mentality I've been having. I just didn't apply it to coaching. It's about your ability to control your team and bring them up in order to make successes happen. Right. 
right? Man, it's, yeah. Um, here's what I think we'll do. What are we gonna do? I think we got a lot in there. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up. Okay. And we're going to go get a fun cup of coffee. Let's go get a fun cup of coffee. I'm, I'm, yeah, let's do it. Let's fun cup. It. Not like a really serious, like, give me just a black coffee. Like Fun f- cup of coffee? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> man, this has been a great episode. I'm really glad we did this. Like, this was sick. This is not the only one. No, I hope not. No, because this, this I hope is. Come back from good. This has been real. Um, I, I, before we leave, I just want to thank yes. you, Lee, for uh, inviting me on and and um, engaging me in something that I love talking oh, yeah. about. Um, and I want to thank everybody out there who's listening to this right now. I hope that you find value in what we were talking about. I hope that you're able to. Um, apply kind of uh the principles of success that we were talking about um into your own life and hopefully that that makes you um a better more successful and ultimately like a happier person um so again like thank thank you everybody dude thank you for coming on the show hey this has been another episode of big talk with Lizzie. if you made it this far you're a real one and um if you found value this is what i always say check this out i don't know if you've heard it if you find value in this podcast you're welcome Appreciate y'all for coming on. If you haven't already, put put a little rating and a and a and a, um, and a review on the iTunes podcast thing, and go show some people another episode. Peace.